It is day three of Tafches. We are holding the Gemara and Tafches and Madalaf right in the middle of the page, about 25 lines down from the top of the page. Yesterday we left off with a question. We have been trying to prove what was the machlokas, what was the source of the dispute between Rabbi Meir, the Tanakhama, the author of the part of the Mishnah that said that Masa Behema, the Rosh Hashanah for the tithe of animals, was on the first of Elul. His argument with Rabbi Loz and Rabbi Shimon, who said that no, it wasn't on the first of Elul, it was actually on the first of Tishrei. We thought it was the, to do with their interpretation of a pasuk about when animals become pregnant. And the Gemara, though, rejected that. The Gemara explained that that couldn't be the case. It didn't make any sense. El Amorava, rather, Rava said, the Chuli Alma, according to all opinions, the Pasuk that we quoted yesterday is interpreted in accordance with Rabbi Meir's interpretation that we suggested yesterday. In other words, Lov Shu the sheep of the flock become clad. In other words, they become pregnant. Bizman Sha'amokim Yatvuvar, at a time when the valleys cloak themselves with fodder. Ba'adar, which is Inadar. And therefore, if you were going based on this Pasuk, you would say it takes five months for them to have their babies, Nisan Iyar, Sivan Tamuz Av, they finished having their babies in Av time. However, they're actually arguing about a different Pasuk. The Pasuk says in Dvarim, Aser Ta'aser, you shall surely tithe. It's a repeated phrase for emphasis, Aser Ta'aser, you shall surely tithe the entire crop of your planting. But from the repetition of the term Aser, Ta'aser, that you should do it, you shall surely do it. You shall tithe twice, so to speak. We learn out from here, Bishnei Masters like Madabra. The Torah here is speaking of two types of tithes. Echad Masa Behemov, Echad Masa Dogon. It's talking about the tithe of animals on the one hand and the tithe of produce on the other hand. And the, everyone agrees that the Torah is alluding to these two tithes in succession to teach us that we can learn something, a similarity between their two laws. The question is, what is it we can learn from one to the other? What is it that's similar about the laws of these two tithes from these repeated words, aser to aser, which tell us that the Torah is trying to create some sort of connection, some sort of similarity between the maser behema, the maser of animals, and maser dog and the maser of grain. Rabbi Meir Savar, Rabbi Meir, who says that the Rosh Hashanah for the tithe of animals is the first of Elul, Makish Masa Behemoth and Masa Dogon. He holds we should compare the tithe of animals to the tithe of produce as follows. Ma Masa Dogon just like the tithe of produce, the tithe has to be taken close to when the growth is completed. We're going to find out later on in the Gemara that Tishrei is the new year for the produce tithe. And Tishrei is close to the time that the produce becomes complete because it stands in piles in the field all summer to dry. So it's taken in Tishrei because that's close to the time when it becomes complete. And therefore, Af Masa Behema, so too Masa Behema, Isuro. Its tithe has to be taken close to when the animals are complete. When are the animals complete? That is when the flocks are finished giving birth. When do they finish giving birth? Well, we mentioned that already. Everyone agrees they finish giving birth in Av. And therefore, the new year is on the 1st of Elul, immediately after the end of Av, when all the animals are finished giving birth. But for Rebeloz, Rabbi Shimon, Savri, Rebeloz and Rabbi Shimon say, no, Makish Masa Behema Lamasa Dogon. We actually compare the tithe of animals to the tithe of produce differently. Just like regarding the maser of Dagon, the tithe of produce, the Rosh Hashanah is Tishrei. Af Masa Behema, Rosh Hashanah Shlo Tishrei. So, so too Masa Behema, the Rosh Hashanah is Tishrei. We're not learning out about when the animals are pregnant or when they're complete or anything like that. We're just learning very simply the Rosh Hashanah date is the same. And the same way that the Rosh Hashanah date for the tithe of crops is on the 1st of Tishrei, so too the tithe of animals, the Rosh Hashanah for them, is on the 1st of Tishrei. And that is the, the root cause bet- behind the machlokas, the dispute between Rabbi Lozan and Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Meir in the Mishnah as it relates to the tithe of animals. 
The Gemara moves on to the next part of the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, Be'echot b'tishrei Rosh Hashanah l'shanim. On the first of Tishrei is the new year for Shanim, for reckoning the years. When we learned the Mishnah, we didn't know what that meant. We said the Gemara would explain. The Gemara says, Lamai Hilchasa. What is the halacha that is driven by this law? What law is relevant to this date that the first of Tishrei is a new year with respect to it? Armor of Papa of Papa said Lishtaros, it's relevant to the dating of documents. You'll recall that we date documents based on the year of the king's reign. And the Mishnah is telling us that the year of the king's reign changes on the first of Tishrei from one year to the next year of his reign on the first of Tishrei. Now the problem with that, obviously, everyone is asking this question in their head, is we already said that the first of Nisan was Rosh Hashanah Lemelochim. Rosh Hashanah for kings was the first of Nisan. And if Rosh Hashanah for Kings is the first of Nisan, then first of all, why would the Mishnah repeat this law of the Rosh Hashanah for Kings under a different name, Rosh Hashanah Lashonim? And second of all, why would it do so under a different date? If Rosh Hashanah for Kings is the first of Nisan, why would the Mishnah now say it's the first of Tishrei? So the Gemara is going to ask those questions. But first, the Gemara reminds us about why it's important to date a document and why it's important to us which year of the King's reign it's in. This now as we learned in a Mishnah in Shavis. Pre-dated debt documents are invalid, but post-dated ones are valid. What does that mean? So when a person makes a loan to someone else, say Ruvain lends Shimon $100 in March. And then in April, Shimon, the borrower, sells his property to Yehuda. And then in May time, Shimon cannot afford to pay the money back to Ruvain. So because Ruvain made the loan to Shimon before Shimon sold the property to Yehuda, so Ruvain has an ability to go to Yehuda and claim back the value of his loan from that property, since the loan was made before the property was sold. However, if Ruvain made the loan to Shimon in March, and the property Shimon sold to Yehuda was before that, was in February, so then Ruvain has no hold over that property because the property was sold before the loan was made. Now consider that Ruvain lends the money to Shimon in March, but he dates the loan document in January, two months earlier. And it so happens in February, a month after the loan document was dated, but a month before the loan was actually made. The loan was made in March, the loan document was dated in January, and in February, Shimon sells the field to Yehuda. So now in May time, when Shimon cannot afford to pay the money back to Ruvain, Ruvain pulls out his star, his document, and even though he made the loan in March, the document is, date, is predated. It's dated in January. And therefore, Ruvain says to Yehuda, Yehuda, when did you buy this property? And Yehuda says, I bought it in February. And Ruvain says, oh, I can take my value of my loan from your property because your property, you only bought it after I made the loan. And that's a lot. It's not true. That's, uh, un, that, would, that would be a tremendous detriment to Yehuda because if the loan document was dated accurately in March then Ruvain wouldn't have any title to the property that Yehuda bought from Shimon only because it was predated it does a huge disservice false disservice to the buyer of property and that is why predated loan documents are invalid but in the converse case if the loan document is dated after the date of the loan well, that's not going to disadvantage anyone except for the lender. It won't disadvantage the borrower and neither will it disadvantage anyone who bought property from the borrower. Because when the lender whips out the, co- the loan document after the borrower cannot repay, he will not be able to claim from anything that was sold before the loan was made because the loan document is not predated. In fact, it's postdated. He disadvantages only himself. 
So that is what Rav Papa taught us. And therefore, as we said, the Mishnah apparently is telling us that on the first of Tishrei, that's when we tick over from one year of a king's reign to the next year of a king's reign. So the Gemara asks what we would expect it to ask. Fatanan, haven't we learned already earlier in our Mishnah? On the first of Nisan is the new year for kings. And we ask, Lamai Hilchasa. Concerning what law is the first of Nisan a new year for kings? But Amr of Chista and Rav Chista already told us this Shtoris. It's relevant to the dating of documents. So not only is the Mishnah repeating itself, it's also contradicting itself. That at the first the Mishnah told us that that is on the first of Nisan. Now it's telling us it's on the first of Tishrei. Which is it? Does the new year of the king's reign take over on the first of Nisan or the first of Tishrei? So the Gemara answers, Lo kasha, it's not difficult. Kan Yisrael, kan There's a difference between Jewish kings and non-Jewish kings. You may recall, we learned this earlier already in the Gemara, that the new year of a Jewish king's reign ticks over in Nisan, but for a non-Jewish king, it ticks over in Tishrei. And that's why we have two different clauses in the Mishnah to teach us these two different laws. The Gemara asks, Elahad, Amr of Yisrael, the Gemara says, we learnt this already also on Daf Gimel. Rav Chista came along to tell us that when the Mishnah says that the first of Nisan is the new year for kings, Rav Chista said that is only with respect to Jewish kings. But when it comes to non-Jewish kings, that's from Tishrei. That's what Rav Chista told us. Rav Chista said, looking at this clause in the Mishnah, that the new year for kings is from the first of Nisan, that's only Jewish kings, but non-Jewish kings is Tishrei. Rav Chista must Nisan is Rav Chista coming to tell us that which is explicit in the Mishnah? Rav Chista seems to be telling us something that we would not have known if he hadn't told us. But if it's explicit in the Mishnah, that when the Mishnah says Rosh Hashanah Lashanim is the first of Tishrei, what it means is the Rosh Hashanah of a new year of a non-Jewish king's reign is the first of Tishrei, then why did Rav Chista need to tell us anything? It's already written in the Mishnah. What was he adding with his description, with his explanation? The Gemara answers, No, Rav Chista is not coming to tell us that which is written in the Mishnah. Rav Chista knew it was written in the Mishnah that the new year for non-Jewish kings is the first of Tishrei. Rav Chista was just coming to prove that to us from Psukim. If you go back to Daf Gimel, Rav Chista brought various proofs from Psukim to show us that the reign of a Gentile king is not counted from Nisan and we conclude that it was from Tishrei. Or if you want, you could say, Rav Chista interprets the Mishnah different to what we've just said. He interprets it like Rabbi Zera. In other words, what does Rabbi Zera say? Rabbi Zera says that when the Mishnah says the new year for Shanim, for years, is the first of Tishrei, it doesn't mean the new year for a non-Jewish king. It actually means something else. The Rabbi Zera, Rabbi Zera says Tishrei is considered the new year for years in relation to the seasons. The Tukufa, the seasons. In other words, we calculate the solar and lunar seasons based on a starting point which assumes the creation of the world to have begun in Tishrei. In other words, this clause in the Mishnah that the new year for years is Tishrei is nothing to do with kings. And that's why Rav Chista came along to tell us when the Mishnah says that the new year for kings is Nisan, that's only for Jewish kings, but not for non-Jewish kings. Because according to Rav Chista, the Mishnah does not tell us about the new year for non-Jewish kings. When the Mishnah says the new year for Shanim is the first of Tishrei, it's actually talking about the new year for the Tukufa, for the calculation of the solar and lunar seasons that's based on the first of Tishrei. For Rebeleza, and that's the opinion of Rebeleza, Rebeleza said the world was created in Tishrei. The Gemara is going to elaborate on that later on. And therefore, Rebeleza is concurrent with this view, or it's his view that says that the Tukufa, the Rosh Hashanah for the new solar and lunar, all the calculations we make in that respect is from the first of Tishrei. We're going to hold it for today. I wish you all a very good day.